Hello, welcome to ECNM On Air, a podcast series from ECNM Magazine that shares industry intelligence, insights, and opinions on all topics electrical. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and I'm here today with Brian Strawberry, a Senior Economist with FMI Corporation in Raleigh, North Carolina, to talk about construction trends, as well as the firm's 2021 Engineering Construction Industry Overview, which provides an outlook for the first quarter. ECNM On Air is one of the many new benefits available to our members-only portal, which offers exclusive member benefits and premium content that's hand-selected by our editorial team. If you're interested in finding out more, you can register on our website, ecmweb.com, in the drop-down menu under Premium Content. And if you're listening on a podcast app, please check our website for the links mentioned in this podcast. You can find it in the Premium Content area. Now I'm pleased to introduce our guest today, Brian Strawberry. Brian is a senior economist with FMI. His expertise is in economic and statistical modeling. He leads FMI's efforts in market sizing, forecasting, and building product construction, material pricing, and consumption trends. Brian's combination of analytical skills and creative problem-solving abilities has proven valuable for many contractors, owners, and private equity groups, as well as industry associations, and internal research initiatives. Brian earned his Master of Business Administration from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. He received his Bachelor of Science in Business with the concentration in Finance from Elon University. So now that we know a little bit more about Brian, let's jump right into the topic and get started. But first, I kind of wanted to have a, a full disclosure here. I am not going to pretend I'm an expert in economics by any means. In fact, that was definitely not one of my strong suits in college. Um, as a journalism major, I was not aware of the fact that you should not take macro and microeconomics at the same time, or at least that's what I was told. So that didn't work out so well for me. So luckily we have an expert here, Brian, to set us straight when it comes to explaining exactly what all of these numbers really mean. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, happy Let's to be go here. right into the first question. Um, so the, the report you have is based on the first quarter. Now that we're a few months into the new year, um, could you talk about how you think things are going as far as the overall predictions and expectations for the forecast go, and then maybe highlight how things are starting to recover at the pace? Is it at the pace you'd expected or hoped? So it is, it is an interesting time uh, to be forecasting because we are you know, just uh, a couple months into the year. And so we have very little to work off from in terms of real data. Uh, and so I'm actually working on revising or updating the, the numbers that are in the, um, that are in that overview report uh, this month, um, which will be released in our, um, in our outlook uh, early next month or at the end of this month. So, Look forward to that. Um, but uh, so far, I would say it's pretty much as expected in that, um, you know, where we left off from 2020 is that we saw a pretty strong divergence in the trends behind residential and non-residential buildings. And that residential actually ended the year very strong, um, which was uh, somewhat of a surprise to us uh, comparing what we were expecting early on in 2020 with unemployment and a lot of the, a lot of the market conditions suggesting, um, you know, rather uh, weak economy uh, going forward, you know, thinking about the, the trough that we saw back in uh, Q2 of 2020. Um, but really where that, uh, really where that weakness has 
shown itself is on the non-residential building side. And uh, we can get into that later in the conversation. But, uh, you know, so far through the, you know, the first two months of 2021, uh, that divergence in trends is still there. Um, and actually we saw uh, some support in that trend with the extension of the, uh, the forbearance programs through the middle of the year, um, which again, we can get into later in the conversation, but uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. It's an interesting time for you know, the industry. Okay, great. Um, so obviously the pandemic is not over by a long shot, but have any of the recent developments, um, you know, such as vaccine deployment, federal stimulus funds, paycheck protection program, affected um, or adjusted the forecast as far as what you're seeing? So the the election results um, with the strong Democratic victories uh, have, have uh, in fact, impacted our expectations on the forecast. Um, those parties have an obvious strong appetite for spending. And although we understand that that spending is not going to end up completely within the construction industry, uh, there are going to be um, there are going to be places where that spending does uh, occur. You know, um, education, um, uh, healthcare, so forth. You know, th there there are a lot of opportunities for um, you know. Uh, not, I'm not sure if it's going to come across as stimulus, but uh, areas where there's going to be a push for uh, investment. Across as far as infrastructure goes, too, I'm sure that's kind of still, you know, to be seen what's going to happen there and that will affect some of those different vertical markets. The, the other thing I'll mention here is uh, the vaccine uh, uh, deployment. Uh, you know, I, I see the vaccine deployment as uh, a support of uh, real economic recovery, and that's you know, as as the conditions from COVID are lifted through you know um, people getting vaccinated, uh, the fears of getting sick um, kind of dissipating. Uh, you know that. Uh, that really helps normalize some of the market conditions that we're that we're seeing both on the supply and demand side but also both from the perspective of you know how the market has changed because of um, the presence of covid but also not, not only just because of the virus but also the uh, the government uh, policies that have been um, set in place to help manage the impact of COVID. Uh, again, going back to forbearance, but, but also um, if you look at uh, you know, the uh, fiscal and monetary policy that uh, policies that have been set up through 2020, uh, they're, they're quite aggressive. And so the, the vaccination is, is going to be a big deal in kind of normalizing all, all, all of those conditions. Um, so obviously you'll adjust as you go along, but based on, you know, how some of these things play out, you'll probably be adjusting those numbers and forecasts for later in the year, depending on how things go. Absolutely. Um, and, and it is interesting, and I'll mention that our outlook, um, if, you if you read the overview, you'll find that uh, our outlook is, is not all that uh, optimistic for 2021 and, and in 2022 uh, as a result of uh, a lot of the the starts that were lost in 2020, which 
plays into kind of some of those supply dynamics that that I that I hinted at in that um, you know there's uh, there's different demand drivers now in the market and uh, you know some overcapacity in some segments and an accelerated evolution that's uh, driven demand in others. Um, so you know there there are certainly going to be opportunities going forward. Uh, in certain segments, but uh, all in all, our, our outlook for the next two years is, uh, you know, an expectation of correction and uh, declining uh, construction investment year over year. Uh, let's go back to the vertical markets for a second. You um, spoke about the residential being kind of a bright spot. Um, are there certain markets that you would identify as hot or cold right now? Um, Basically, our readers are from every setting and every application you can think of that involve electrical equipment. So we have residential, commercial, industrial, institutional, um, every kind of part of the market. So are there particular verticals that you expect to fare better than others? You know, the, the, the big trends I, I think that can be pulled from our overview is, uh, you know, an acceleration or evolution in technology driving um some key themes in e-commerce, uh, data analytics, and uh, medicine. And you know where that where that ends up in the verticals uh, is is kind of some of the obvious places that uh, we've seen strength even over the past few years. When uh, you think about warehouse and logistics, data centers, um, but now that medicine is is kind of in the mix, um, we're seeing some some push for manufacturing um, in that regard. But we're also seeing push for manufacturing in some you know I would say non-typical uh, niche markets, like for example the um, uh, electric electric vehicles, right? But going back to the residential, um, you know, through the year and and well into next year. Uh, residential is going to be a major concern for us, and, and it's going to be an area where we're going to think that, um, you know, that there could be a major correction here. And if, if you if you read our overview, you'll see that in, in our charts and our numbers, and that the expectation is that those supply and, supply and demand dynamics that I hinted at are eventually going to, you know, uh, Return to return to normal. Uh, return to kind of what a, a stable economy would suggest, and push, you know, those dynamics in the opposite direction. And so, you know, there there is means for, or there is means for concern for a correction in residential as a result of these conditions. As such, that correction in residential is uh, suggestive of further um, weakness in non-residential when you think about uh, kind of traditional construction cycles. The actual overall, did you have a, a, some of the just overview numbers as far as um, growth in the construction or engineering markets in general for this year? I, could we highlight some of the actual numbers for, for the listeners? So overall, in 2021, we have uh, construction declining six uh, percent. Um, seven. We have a seven percent decline in residential, eight percent decline in non-residential buildings, and a two percent decline in non-residential structures. Call that uh, infrastructure. 
historically, infrastructure has been uh, the most stable of those three main sectors that we cover in our report. Uh, the weakness in residential is uh, based on the expectation that uh, some of these stimulus programs um, or forbearance programs pull back later in the year, causing an increased supply uh, alongside um, uh, affordability issues. And that, that starts a kind of a multi-year correction in residential. And so looking in tw into 2022, uh, we have a 7% decline overall for construction uh, led by residential at minus 11% with a 5% decline in non-res buildings and a 1% decline in non-res structures. That trend reverses in 2023 uh, coming out of that correctional period with uh, you know, a return to positive growth uh, overall at 2% with, uh, with positive growth uh, across those three sectors and in varying, but uh, you know, uh, low degrees as as uh, as the correction really uh, dissipates, you know, uh, mid-year, call it. Okay, thanks for making sense of those numbers. I, and we should probably get back together later in the year to see how some of these things have played out because, you know, see if anything yeah. has changed. So I think in wrapping it up, do you have any kind of advice or just from an economic standpoint of our readers who are trying to navigate this kind of this economic crisis going forward and, you know, keep their businesses uh, you know, going forward and trying to find some of the positives. Um, do you have any advice or words of wisdom for them? So, I mean, uh, obviously, this is a this is a correctional period, um, but uh, these periods are to be expected. You know, our industry moves in cycles. Um, it's important to call out that uh, these periods are also the the main areas where you're going to find opportunity. And so just to be flexible and be prepared to, to take on or attack those opportunities as, as they come up. Uh, obviously, we're seeing shifts in the market um, with, with evolution in technology disrupting some of those verticals that, that I mentioned, uh, oversupply in other verticals. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is just a, this is a, a very natural in that uh, it moves in cycles and you know um, changes to be expected. So just be ready for just be ready for you know what change might uh, what might come up over the next year or two, alongside what we already know based on uh, going through 2020. Well, it looks like we're about out of time. So thank you so much, Brian, for sharing all of your industry knowledge on key economic factors that affect the engineering and construction industry with me and our readers. Your experience and expertise in this area has shed light on so many important issues for our audience of electrical engineers, electrical contractors, and plant facility personnel. And I appreciate you taking time out to speak with us today. In closing, I'd also like to thank Associate Editor Ellie Coggins for editing and putting these podcasts together making this valuable information available to all of our readers. For more information, visit our website at ecmweb.com. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. Well, I think that's it for now. I'm Ellen Parsons signing off of ECNM On Air. Please let me know if you have any podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out the members only portal on our website for more podcasts and other great content resources for electrical construction professionals. 
Thanks and have a great day. And thank you, Brian, very much.